0: Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network.
3: My mom says I'm cool.
0: Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found.
1: Oh, hey there, Count Panic. I got a question for you. What's that, Bob? What do you know about Mothman, the Loch Ness Monster, ghosts, demons, and things that go bump in the night? Not much, Bob. Well, lucky for you, we host a podcast called Bob After Dark, where we talk about legends, lore, and the supernatural. Wow, where can I find this podcast? Wherever you find your great podcasts at.
2: Happy Monday, everyone. Hey, James. Do you know what time it is? Time to make the donuts. You're killing me, Smalls. It's ghost time. Welcome to episode 10. Yeah, yeah. We got a a great show ahead of you. Uh, Episode 10. Episode 9 did happen for all you people out there. But uh, due to some technical difficulties, we totally fired our IT guy. James is going to head... The helm there now to make sure that we have no problems anymore in the future. I'm your host, Jay. And as always, I'm here with my co host, James. We have a very special guest. James, please do the honors and introduce our amazing guest.
3: So, I actually, uh, so we have a great guest on the show today as our Spooky Tober continues uh, to our third week, our, uh, was it Pentennial episode, the one right before the end, I think it's called um so with that we figured we'd talk to one of the persons that i've known for a while now who is my go-to for uh ghosts and cryptoids and anything that is spooky and creepy i want to introduce everybody actually you know what i'll let him do the intro for himself bob you there
1: oh hey there children of the night it is i bob with bob after dark
3: So so I've known Bob for a couple of years now. He is a member of the Windy City Ghostbusters, but he is also one of the hosts for Bob After Dark. So Bob, why don't you kind of give our listeners a little background on um, your show and how you came to do your uh, your podcast and live show, by the way.
1: Oh yeah, thank you. Uh, Bob After Dark is a paranormal talk show uh, about everything legends, lore, and supernatural. So anything uh, that goes bump in the night, lights in the sky, weird legends cryptid zoology ghost stories monsters demonology the occult all kind of sandwiched into this great ice cream sandwich that is the paranormal um and we like to have fun with it so we like to share the you know share the lore but also understand that there's a sense of humor to it
3: oh definitely because i think the best way to combat some of the fears is with laughter i think was not always the case um, ghost's worst worst enemy is laughter?
1: Sometimes, yeah. You have to understand that uh, energy is a, a very combative thing, so sometimes all it takes to combat something out is to put a smile on and try to Take control of the situation. You know, those uh the difference between what I do and those guys on TV is I try to have a sense of humor about things because at the end of the day, some of these things we talk about are complete ridiculousness, but it's very important too because folklore and you know, things that go bump a night is very much an important part of our history and as a culture, how we grow ghost stories is a very important thing. It's not, you know, I do take it serious, but you know, I try not to be as serious as those folks on tv i'm very much a relatable person in what i talk about or i try to be
3: definitely and so i know he was on the dorkening uh i think last week uh and so the question that came up is bob anderson mothman because mothman and bob anderson have not been seen in the same place at the same time
1: uh uh, i I have been in the same place at the same time as a Mothman sighting. I um I am I can confirm right here on the show that I am definitely not the Mothman. I can I can assure you, and that will not be a rumor being spread amongst the paranormal community. I am not the Mothman. I'm not like Arthur from the Tick. I'm not donning the uh. The the wings in the suit and flying around, telling everybody, "Oh, there's bad things afoot."
3: I, I, I could totally see you in the in the uh, tick outfit though, Bob. I could I, I think I think it's a Halloween costume in your near future.
1: I feel like I have one Halloween costume, and that's the only one I'll ever wear for the rest of my life. But if I was to play a character from a comic book, I think I would be Arthur. But still, not the uh, I'm not the Mothman. I could promise.
3: So for our, our community who are new to, um, you know, the cryptodes and all that stuff, g- give us the reader's digest uh, of who Mothman is. I know I know who he is because we've talked about him before, but for people who are new to um, who he is or, you know, might have heard him in, you know, uh, in kind of past tense or kind of a conversation, what's the reader's digest of Mothman?
1: All right, in, in a nutshell, Mothman is my favorite paranormal story of all time. It is this flying humanoid entity with dark black gray skin and right glowing eyes, half man, half moth who you know may or may not have terrorized a city called Point Pleasant, West Virginia once upon a time ago. And some say that he is a herringer of death. Some say that he is a warning giver, and some say he is just a watcher and you know metaphysical abilities being able to fly around and enter people's dreams and kind of be a uh a foresighter it sees a real figure covered in shrouded mystery and now there's been sightings all over um all through the appalachia area leading up and even to chicago which fun fact i've been blown up with this news article about 80 times since Friday there has been another Mothman sighting right here in Chicago over the past like couple weeks. So he's, he's back and it's not me. So,
3: um, so a Harbinger, but you, but you've seen him before, right? You've seen him in Chicago land.
1: I have had a Mothman sighting. In fact, I've had two. Um, One of which I'm still debating whether or not it was a Mothman sighting, but one of which was very a prolific experience I've had and I uh, I right around the time that I saw him was when a lot of the big Chicago sightings happened. And I'm a uh, firm believer that the time I saw him that I know a fact was him. It was definitely Mothman himself. Excuse me.
3: So um, with Mothman, like I said, your show also does, um, you know, ghost stories and other paranormal experiences and stuff like that. But I wanted to be one of the first to congratulate. I saw in your post that you were celebrating two years, correct, on your show.
1: This week is my second year anniversary of Running Bob After Dark um we started off just as a radio show because i broadcast live from a radio first slash facebook live show slash like smart tv app because where i do my show from is a multimedia center so i'm technically a radio star a radio and tv star but tv only to the people that know what to look for and um it also goes on facebook live uh about not much longer after i started doing the show about a year into it i um i finally was able to set up the podcast version of bob after dark and i've been celebrating the podcast version for going on a year now and we're a weekly show so it's almost 52 episodes in
3: nice Mm
1: -hmm. and then for the show itself i'm obviously past 100 but um I don't count the pre podcast days as really episodes because only those are like my real diehard fans know that I was doing those before the podcast.
3: Bob after dark on your cell phone in a closet.
1: Oh my God. That's a throwback. You're like one (laughs) of two people that remember those days. Bob after dark started off as a uh, Facebook live show where I was trying to mimic the Wayne's world kind of aesthetic. And, uh, you know, I wanted to do something cool with this Facebook live thing when it first came out and then one thing led to another and I ended up with a, you know, a show deal on WJOB, which is where my show is at now. And, you know, here I am two years later and I'm on the cusp of making Bob After Dark like my full-time job, you know, it started off as a hobby. Now it's kind of encompassed my entire life. You know, my, everything I kind of do is surrounded by that uh, that show and you know, my partners, my managers, so she keeps me updated on all the things I have to do. And it's, you know, it's it's really cool because I have a lot of support for it too. I, I lost you, James. Nothing. There you are.
3: There we go. Here we go!
2: Finally here. We're I gotta my... that. We're gonna we're gonna fire that IT guy again. Jeez. <laughs> you, you okay over there, James?
3: I, I I I mute my mic so you don't hear me heavily breathing into the microphone, like you oh, know. That's just some sort coffee. of like. <laughs>
2: our our fans love your breathing. We want you editor, to breathe.
1: Editor, editor, good. Editor's note: Leave the heavy breathing in.
3: <laughs> but but t- take down those notes, being like James is breathing. Leave it in there. I mean, <laughs> I can use the full in. NPR. <laughs> I go to the full NPR and be like, hello, everybody.
1: Hello, welcome welcome to James.
3: This is James after dark. And this
1: oh, is me I drinking sublet. water. Drink some water. <laughs> Your ASMR channel now.
3: <laughs> yeah, basically, just, you know, all the Foley sounds and stuff like that. No, we're going to listen to James after dark. We're going to listen to the Peruvian pan flutes of
1: Peru. <laughs> oh, God, don't make me laugh. <laughs> hey. Hey.
2: Jesus.
3: So, um, so one of the cool things about uh, that, that you're talking to Bob, you know, I, I've contributed to the show once, um, when he called me to do a um, kind of ask me some questions about my experiences in the paranormal. So I asked Jay, uh, before the show started to, you know, ask him, you know, he grew up in Simsbury, um, Connecticut. So I asked him. Cause I know you like hearing stories from other people. Like I know sometimes you don't like telling stories. You like
1: hearing stories. I, I um, like it both ways. I like, I like hearing my own voice, but I. I definitely, <laughs> you have your own I, show, Bob, for a reason. <laughs> so. I do enjoy hearing other people's experiences.
3: So I asked Jay to think of a, 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 a ghost story or a urban legend or something like that. So I, I know he has one that he wants to, to kind of tell and kind of we'll discuss a little.
2: Yeah, so obviously this is all third-party type of information. It just kind of got passed through the town. I was growing up in Simsbury, Connecticut, and there was this restaurant called The Chop House. Um, And there was a family that used to live there. It used to be an old home, uh, early 1800s. And there was a family that lived there. And Abigail was one of the daughters. And legend has it that... uh, some decapitation of some sort uh, happened in that house and Abigail would either have the head in hand or would be walking through the house or making creaky noises. Uh And it, now it's a restaurant and it was it was always like this talk around town at, yeah, the shop house, uh, it's definitely it's definitely haunted and it even got to a point where there was an episode on um I want to call it ghost hunters or some type of uh, uh, programming. And uh, they actually debunked it at the time. Well, not really debunking, but right. They just didn't find any activity. While they were there. And they didn't say, well, this is not true that it has not happened. It just didn't happen while we were there. So it was one of those situations that uh, Simsbury got brought to the light in a little town in Connecticut. And uh, it it was kind of like the talk of the town. And that that episode might have happened, I don't know, within the last few years, five years, six years or whatever. So um, that's kind of the best story I got at that, you know, with that, but, uh, for all my Simsbury listeners, there's probably a bunch that listen to us. Uh, I'm sure they're all shaking their head. Like, yes, we know that story. We all know that story. <laughs> so that's, that's the best one I got, uh, for you, Bob.
1: Oh, it's a good story. Did you ever have any personal experiences,
2: Jay? Uh, me personally, no, um, no. Sometimes I wish I did Sometimes, you know, I, would love to have a story to tell and, uh, and here's, here's a perfect situation where I'd love to to divulge something, but, uh, other than, uh, at sleepovers and just doing the whole bloody Mary bit with friends and not, nothing really coming about that and, and just telling some ghost stories around. And that was kind of it, but, uh, nothing, nothing that hit really hits home that, that I can really, uh, speak on. You know,
1: that Bloody Mary thing, I feel like, is the staple of everybody's first paranormal investigation. Every kid has stood in front of a mirror and done, like, eight different variations of that ritual to try to summon that thing.
2: Yeah, that, we yeah, and- definitely tried, and and, and and to no avail, but uh, it was definitely fun, and we all got creeped out about it. You know, like, I mean, <laughs> I could have been six or seven years old, eight maybe at the time, and the whole story behind it got really freaky, but we all, we had to try it, and... People would say this, that, and the other thing, but we were all just kids at the time, right? So we were just kind of having fun and, and scaring each other. So it was it was a lot of fun, and I'll, I'll pass that along. You know, it's a it's a it's a fun urban legend that keeps to keeps going, right? Good good bit, good good. Uh... Absolutely.
3: So uh, this is one I actually we, you know last time I was talking to Bob, he was asking for stories, and I actually held off on the story because I wanted to talk about it on the show. Uh, on our show, um, to be exact, was um, I don't know, Jay. If, you, you've been in the air long enough. Have you heard of Rockadundy Road in Hamden? Nope. So there is a road in Hamden called Rockadundy. and it's a little bit. It, it it borders the. It's a it's a road that uh, kind of goes between Hamden and um, Hamden, Mass, and then goes into Connecticut. So uh, there's a gazebo on the corner, and there's a legend about the gazebo. But one of the legends about the um, town of the road is it's it's a haunted road. It's it, it's there's ghosts on the road, ghost travelers, there's ghosts in the woods, and I know for me growing up, um, me you know my friend Robbie, my friend Chris would always go there at night, like on Friday night or Saturday night, and kind of walk through the woods and park a car off and kind of do our own investigation. Um, this is before they built up Rockadundi. There are now a lot more houses on it. Before it used to literally just be a dirt road between uh, Massachusetts and Connecticut. So the two, there's three legends. The first legend is this couple was driving down the road on La Rocca Dundee. They get a flat tire or the car just mysteriously just breaks down. And so what they do is they pull off to the side. Um, And like I said, it's a walk to a house, but there are houses in the area. So the boyfriend says, stay in the car. No matter what, just stay in the car. Don't worry about it. I'm going to go get help. Boyfriend leaves. Nothing happens. And so she hears like noise on the roof, like just noise on the roof she doesn't know what it is and she's looking around and she doesn't see anything but she just hears like scratching and all the stuff on the roof um you know she falls asleep in the car boyfriend doesn't come back Uh, the the town police come check on her and they were like okay hey you know they took about and they're telling her like don't look back don't look back don't look back just kind of get we'll get you to the cruiser and we'll get you out of here of course she turns around and she looks and You see, she sees her boyfriend hanging from a tree and her feet are just touching the top of the roof. Yikes. And it's, it's, that was the noise on top of the roof. Um, So that is one of the legends that there are something there, who knows what, that would do things like that to people who got stuck on Rockadundi Road. The other one was there was a witch, a cursed witch, that if you went into her woods, she would come after you with an axe or some kind of instrument. (laughs) Um that one I, I think is a little bit more just ghost ghost story-ish, but the third one is a little bit more recently. So, that, like I said, there is a gazebo on the corner of Rockadundi Road and this main road, and that's how you know to turn onto Rockadundi Road. So on that corner, it actually was a bus stop. You can kind of hopefully see where this is going. Kids were waiting at the bus stop to get picked up by the bus and A tragedy then uh, uh, occurred where the people waiting for the bus were killed. So they built a gazebo there to memorialize the victims. And it is said if you stand in the gazebo, you can feel a presence. Sometimes people hear, people feel that people's hands get held, laughter of children, cold spots. And some people say on nights when you drive by the gazebo, you can see kids waiting in the gazebo, waiting for the bus to come.
2: Are you going to rock me to bed tonight there, James? <laughs> Jesus. Oh,
3: and and Jay, like I said, this place is literally 15, 20 minutes okay. away from your house. Thank
2: you. Thank you. Awesome. Never going to hand me again. Thank you.
1: Man, and more it as me. I'll go there right now. I'm going to go take <laughs> me a little drive. Jeez.
3: Yeah, so so I'm so, so going through growing up that, that you always heard of Rockadundi Road. You never go on Rockadundi at night. Of course, you know, you're a teenager, you just you go there.
1: Oh, that's um, that's a given. You know, the adults tell you when you're a kid, don't go there. So what's the first thing you do when you start driving? You go there.
3: You go there.
1: Um, you know, in in, in the in
3: there were you know other stories in which um, you know, kind of by the same lines that people were driving on the road, and then you know they didn't show up. But when when they went looking for them, they found the car in the middle of the woods with no trace of how the car got into the middle of the woods, and it was all torn to pieces. So like stuff like that, where in, in you actually go into the woods, there is wreck of a of an old car that's all like rusted out and stuff like that. So it's just pretty cool stories, and I, I know we've talked about like local legends and stuff, but that was one of the local legends that I had. Growing up, and and we, I, you know, that that's where I went and go visited with my friends, you know, late at night on a Friday, Saturday night. So, someone's getting a text message.
1: Bob, come on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm using my uh, partner's it's- phone because I couldn't get Zoom working on mine. So, she's okay. the one getting blown up but those make those are all the classic tropes of every good ghost story in fact I'm I'm more interested about the witch in the woods with the axe because I wouldn't necessarily jump to the conclusion that they're probably a witch versus somebody who just doesn't want to be bothered that sounds like me on a Thursday night get out of my backyard (laughs) joke completely
3: Oh, yeah, I know. And, and that's why I think it is more. It happened to one person, you know, when they kind of, you know, <laughs> spied, you know just the legend of Rocka being what it is. But, yeah, you know, but but yeah, th- those are the uh, those are the good legends that I grew up with. Uh, you guys remember- are
1: in like you guys are in some of my fa- like the prime area for some of my favorite ghost stories in the country. Outside of New Orleans, anything New England is so, you know. It, it's so dipped in lore over there. There's so much good stuff out there that blows my mind. Uh, you guys are in like the primary. I can't wait to come visit out there eventually and come see all the sites.
3: For me, it's, you know, and, and this is just more of like, I, you know, and, and, and I've said, I've, I started listening to the lore podcast uh, with Alan Mankey and, you know, the more I've learned, like, and again, I'm 30, almost 35. I'll be 35 in January. You you learn more legends about what's happened. Like I didn't know until recently that HP Lovecraft's Arkham was based on Danver's mental institution in yes. Danver's Mass. I didn't yes. know that. I didn't know mm-hmm. like that's where all that was done. I mean, love you know, Lovecraft country helps being like everything happens in Massachusetts is bad and spooky and stuff. Um, but it's funny when they show like the map of Massachusetts and where they go to I'm like, I know where that is. I know exactly where that is because that's right before that's right where I near where I used to live. Um but like stuff like that and like learning about Danvers and lore turned me on to that more and more so it's actually like a pretty interesting to like learn more about your um area um I know uh the t- the, t- the um taconic tunnel up in north Adams yes um, so that's where I learned more about that even though I lived in North Adams for a summer I didn't realize how steeped in mystery and ghost stories that was at all have you ever ever heard of that and all huh.
2: No, neither one. <laughs> I guess. Jay, I to likes, uh,
1: Jay likes to be in bed by nine o'clock with a warm cup of milk. <laughs> he's not he's the smart one. He ain't messing around with this type of thing. <laughs> so Yeah,
2: the- it, 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 what's what catches my attention is the uh is the you know the pods that uh, with serial killers. <laughs> like you know, the people that are alive killing people throughout the country or <laughs> all around the world and those serial killer podcasts I'm like all in because oh, it's man, just like true
1: crime shows you know uh true cr- I always crack jokes because um there's a fine line between uh, a true crime show and a paranormal show like mine and I always say that we bowl on the same bowling league uh we hang out together. There's like us and the true crime. We walk the same kind of parallels, but it's very rare that the two ever cross over. But I do I can appreciate what the true crime shows do, like my favorite murder and uh those types of shows. I I can really appreciate what they do. Or this is why they this is why we drink. Uh it's another good kind of true crime show. I well, they do parallel stuff as well, but we uh I, I, I don't dive into the true crime stuff as much. I just recently did an episode, maybe a few, about a month ago, about the Hex County murders in Pennsylvania. But I don't, the true crime stuff, That that's scarier than what I talk about, man. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Sometimes I, I...
3: those, sometimes the true crime stories turn into ghost stories. Oh, I was because... like, when I
1: was talking about uh, my episode, like I said, about a month ago, the Hex County murders, that was about a group of Pennsylvania Dutch witches who were like killing each other. And it was one of the few times that witchcraft actually made it to the Supreme Court, where they used witchcraft as a means of murder. It's a legit thing. You guys should check out my episode on that. So oh, de- definitely. Shameless and that's boy. right.
3: So yep. And like you heard earlier before the show started, you know, you heard uh Bob's promo. Uh so definitely check out his show. Um that is available wherever you can find it. But also give him a, a follow on uh Facebook and all social media as well. But so um so one of the things, you know, we are going to this true crime and you know, ghost stories and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's very interesting because you said like New Orleans is, you know, one one of the more haunted places and places you wanted to visit. Um but you said new england but you come from chicagoland so oh, it. has its has its own go like ghost stories and
1: oh, stuff man. like that we have, it, you know i i travel a lot for conventions um i get booked to talk at a lot of panels all around the country uh unfortunately not too much these days due to the wonderful covid world we live in now and i say that complete sarcastically but anytime I travel to a convention and we talk about um, things and people find out I'm from Chicago, they'll ask me, be like, oh, you know, what about Resurrection Mary, uh, which is probably our most famous ghost story here. And it's arguably one of the most famous ghost stories in the country. Uh, we had the H.H. Holmes ghost story cases about the uh, devil in the White City. James, and you know, we talked about on that on the Dorkin Park, uh, the Dorkin show we did last week. Um you know, we had the Al Capone ghost stories here and the mobster stuff. And, you know, there's so much here in Chicago. And, uh, you know, you take that for granted growing up here. You hear those kinds of stories. But Chicagoland in general definitely does have um, some really cool spots. And I actually just was on an investigation a couple of days ago in a low key spot that I never would have thought of. And I had some of my best evidence I've ever had literally like three days ago and that and that was just right here in northwest indiana i was blown away by that
3: no if it's very interesting like i said if you it. want a good you know true crimes jay check out hh H. holmes when you get a chance it's it's very interesting his stories and in in, in in the trail that he left
2: behind
1: and how
3: we
2: that did guy stuff.
1: that guy was a legitimate like bad dude you know he you know, that's that's the story. The mur-
2: that, murder house, right?
1: Yep, that's the that's the murder house. A murder castle, in fact. It,
3: with, was, with ovens and gas chambers built into the basement.
1: And poison gas that would seep through, like, the air conditioning. Not like the air conditioning, but like the ventilation systems. That guy was a sociopath <laughs> in the most legitimate sense, too. He was crazy. And that was just right here in Chicago during the World's Fair. And you know, there's stories that he might have actually been Jack the Ripper. Now I don't know or necessarily know if I believe in that, but there are definitely interesting theories that he came here. Jack the Ripper came to Chicago during the World's Fair and continued his job here in Chicago.
2: Yeah, I believe Hollywood's making a movie out of him right now, right?
3: Yes. I think yeah, yeah. Leo, Leon Leonardo is doing it. Mr. DiCaprio thinks doing it. I think we talked about that last week. It was based on the book. Um, you know, that in was part of the yep 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 uh yeah so i mean like it's just very interesting um so this is one of the questions i've always i've always wanted to ask you bob um when you when you hear people tell these stories um have you ever gotten a story where it's so far-fetched and it's so ridiculous you're literally staring at this person being like you 100 made that up on the spot absolutely
1: i gotta you know i i (sighs) I'm going to choose to answer this very carefully cuz I don't want my fans thinking I like make fun of them or I don't take them seriously. You know, but whenever I do a convention and a lot of conventions I get big for a big big of my demographic is like the 16 or 21 year old like female demographic. I have a lot of fans like that. And I get Hot stories stuff coming non- through. Stop. My uh some of the stories that I hear like legitimately frighten me and there's ones I have to you know kind of step in and try to help out and then there's other ones where you know they're just kind of talking to talk and you know you, you I take those stories seriously too because in a lot of cases they believe it's true and my job as an investigator and as a researcher is to step in and take what they're saying completely serious so but yes there are plenty of times that I have a situation with a story where it's just like oh yeah okay but I listen to everyone every story a person has to say I promise I will give an open ear for her.
3: do you normally do like so you do investigations you said have you done any outdoor investigations you know do, 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 do you have better luck at the outdoor investigations or do you have better results of the indoor investigations because I know some places you could go to just that's, a spot
1: that's a tough question because okay for example if i'm doing an outdoor investigation and i'm doing what's called an evp or an electric phenomenon um electric voice phenomenon thing and i'm out there with a recorder and it's even you know a gentle breeze outside that's going to mess up your evp session because the breeze is going to just come through and wipe that out you know but on the catch-22 side of that is if i'm inside and there is a lot of wiring or you know power going on that can inter- that can you know interrupt with my equipment as well so usually the indoor stuff you know you can get better results but you also have to be careful because you know for example we just did an investigation Wednesday night at a uh, at our radio station's old location and our radio tower is still there And if the closer you got to the tower, the equipment just kind of went completely haywire. So definitely a thing there.
3: Yeah, because I know people who've gone to like Gettysburg and stuff like that and gotten some really interesting
1: EVPs
3: uh, uh, around the battlefield and stuff.
1: Looking at Gettysburg, did you see the video that just came out recently? The people were doing the video tour of Gettysburg and there was a legitimate like ghost that like cuts (laughs) right of them as they're walking by right by a cannon no way can you I'll send me the link and we'll and we'll
3: drop it in the show notes
1: absolutely that one's uh that was that was getting pretty popular for, for a while it's a really good image now i don't necessarily know if i believe it but like i've talked to people even my partner who's been to gettysburg and she always told me that that place's energy there is just so heavy i've never been personally but it's on my list of places i would like to go and visit just so i could you know experienced that for myself
3: yeah i've been to gettysburg once or twice Uh, i went with little kid and then i I went one time when i was driving down to visit my family in north carolina uh the place is a little eerie i mean i've been up to saratoga you know saratoga is right up the road for me basically where the saratoga you know battle was uh and that's still it's just it's very you know interesting vibe there. You you look around and you see like, you know, hills and farms and like nothing then you're like hundreds, thousands of people died and fought a battle here over weeks. And Uh you know, you're you're telling me there's nothing, you know, nothing could have survived energy wise, but it's it's very interesting. So
1: Oh, absolutely. And you have to understand that at least that's what my theory of what a spirit is. It's just energy left behind. Now, whether or not the energy is intelligent enough to be able to interact with you, or is it a residual haunting, or it's just kind of like a time loop thing, those are, uh, you know, it's a whole nother conversation for another day, but that's absolutely what I believe a spirit is, so.
3: Yeah, no, I think the the, the the amount of what's out there and what we don't know you know, can fill novels and bi- not Bibles, ex- encyclopedias of knowledge and stuff. So um, you got to have an open mind. Um, so um, uh, we are coming to the end of our episode. Um, so um, Jay, you have any last questions for Bob or anything like that? Or anyone, any stories or anything like that you can you want to share?
1: I'm happy to answer.
2: Uh, now, no, no other stories. I, mean, I was trying to go back in my memory banks to some of the sleepovers. I, I had all my childhood because that was kind of the, the topic of, of what we tried to do. Right. Freak each other out, scare each other. And that was kind of like why we were, you know, at a time getting together. You know, it was, it's was kind of like freaking, freaking somebody out. Uh, but like I said, I, I think Bloody Mary was very popular. I was living out in California. That's the, about the time that I did that. But then when I went to Utah, there was a story again. I, I don't know how the story goes. I can't go that far back in the memory banks. But "Monkey's Paw" was always was the title of it, and it could have been just a spooky story. But we'd always tell it over campfires and stuff like that, and everyone would try to believe. Oh, I knew a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy, right? And it's like kind of how often do stories happen like that, where someone's like, "Oh, I know a guy who know a guy." And then it kept going and you're, you're probably just like, wow, that's pretty far out there, but sure. Go ahead and tell me the story. And then you're probably like, Oh yeah, that's a ghost story. I know that one. Like, has that happened to you before I'm sure Bob, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. And there's um, what, what I like to call common tropes amongst ghost stories. You know, it's, um, there's always that one guy or the, the my friend's cousin, oh, you know, had this experience and those are common tropes like the hitchhiking ghost or the, uh, you know the the common trope of I bought a cursed object or something. You know, there's there's always things like that out there in the world that that, that you know you catch on. You're like, oh, that's a that reminds me of this story, and that that, that I think are good building blocks for storytelling and folklore in general. Absolutely.
2: Well, and we're not just sports. We also talk a lot of entertainment, movies, stuff like that. So, in your opinion, out there, there's tons of movies that kind of depict ghost stories, true events, what what have you. Could you pick one now as to being like what's your go-to? Like, that's a good ghost story, or that's a good story, and I know a little bit about that.
1: Whew, that's a you asked me a good question. No one's ever asked me that before. Um, I would say the one that comes to mind like right away is the Mothman Prophecies, the David Lynch film. Um that's not David Lynch, that's um Richard Gere, my bad. Uh why did I say that was David Lynch? Edit that one out, James. Uh the Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> editor's note. My girlfriend's like, that's not David Lynch. No, it's not. But um okay. Thanks, babe. I appreciate you making me seem like an idiot on the show.
0: Fact- we got a fact lie.
2: checker. We got a fact checker. Great. She- she's hired. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> yeah, hired.
0: Hired. Done got it. Got soup. it. Indy, get out of my soup.
1: Indy, quit licking my soup. Stop it. Sorry. <laughs> um, Indy, quit licking the soup. It, you know, oh God, God, I, I love.
3: It. Oh no, no, it's it's in, it's staying in, man. This is fantastic. Bec- be, do just have know. his
2: cat's butt in his face, right? Yeah, like, um, yeah, exactly. He, 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 he just talk about it, like, oh, there's a butt in my face.
1: Okay, so no, that wasn't a David Lynch film. We're uh, we're gonna, you can edit that part out. But anyway, to answer your <laughs> question, the Mothman prophecies tells a really good retelling of the general lore of what that happened in Point Pleasant and it's, it's got like this really good eerie vibe and all the special effects that go into that film are really good. And it tells a really good story. Um, my other one, my other pick, as far as a movie, I'm trying to think of like, what's, what's a movie that revolves around one good story that I know. And I'm like, that's a, you know, they they nailed it on the head. Oh, the, um, the conjuring is a really good one.
2: Uh, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, The Conjuring would have been my second pick as far as a ghost story. Um, they did a really good job retelling that story and I think they caught the vibes and uh, the is it John Cusack? That's who's playing Ed Warren, right? Am I right on that one, Fact Checker? That's no. John Cusack, right? Okay, so... It's- Jesus, man! No, it's uh, the,
3: the, the, you mean the Conjuring is um Sophia Vergara. Yeah, but who plays and Ed Warren? It's oh my, he's from Watchmen. Um,
1: yeah, it's one of those Hold things on, like we're gonna know about. Know, it. This is I'm I'm really glad I'm trying. Patrick to, Wilson. Patrick Wilson, thank you. John Cusack plays Ed Warren. I am, <laughs> this have fun editing that, guys. You know, can I share a funny story real quick?
2: Go right ahead, please.
1: My girlfriend's cracking the fuck up. Oh my god, I love is on the show. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You I can know. swear. My girlfriend is cracking the fuck up. Right. So, the uh, <laughs> the the whole idea of Bob Foot and Mouth uh, is a common theme in the Bob After Dark universe. I um, last year we did a uh, we did a a podcast festival at a bar when it was the Southside Podfest and this was in Chicago and you know this was like Bob Eckerberg's like real big public appearance like our first one and of course to loosen up before the show on it because it's the greatest word than Bob After Dark History of me just saying the wrong thing. And now here I am saying David Lynch directed Mothman Prophecies and John Cusack's playing um, Ed Warren. But I digress. To answer your question, Jay, the two movies I would, uh, I would definitely say Mothman Prophecies as far as the cryptid and kind of retelling the story of Mothman, I think that movie does a really good job visually. And then The Conjuring, that movie just captures the mood. And I think it really... It's well paced, and I think it's a really well made movie in general that really stands out and being like, Oh, okay, I got this.
2: Yeah, especially like over the last few years. Like, I, I'm i a big horror movie fan, uh, the slashers, whatever, all the ones that are pretty out there. But when the Conjuring started coming out and these types of stories, these types of ghost stories based on true events, I mean, I know it, it kind of gets stretched out Hollywoodized a little bit, but uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like, like you said, it it, it caught that thing that as soon as uh, uh, three o'clock gets, or you know, that certain time, uh, the bewitching hour, so so to speak. But uh, it and and the noises and knocks, a haunted house. I mean, anything that's haunted in a house. I mean, those those things are just like they'll get you. They'll get you going. And even if you're at home watching on your couch, and you're just like trust me you're 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 going a little slower to bed that night or or at least i am just to be like yeah that movie hit me that hit that chord where i'm like i'm just gonna check out all those sounds or or am i i'm just gonna go run bed. <laughs>
1: absolutely i'm, I'm asking yeah. um james you got a question for me
3: well no i was gonna make like you know but you know stuff stuff about ghost stories you know the haunting of hill house the 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 book itself in the, the 1950s the um movie of it was very that's a really really good ghost story uh and again the haunting of hill house is based uh, is set in western massachusetts
1: just saying you yeah, know i haven't seen it i tried watching the first episode about four times and i just don't I watch it. watch read the book which is awesome
3: uh and the movie the the, the 19 50-ish movie called The Haunting, because The Haunting, back in the late early 2000s, 2000, 2000, Liam Neeson, Luke Wilson, the Catherine Zeta-Jones, that movie is based on the book. It's the same story. It's Hill House. Um, the earlier movie of it, like the black and white one, is really, really good. Uh, And it's very much a really good ghost story, because the whole point of the book in the movie is you don't know... If you're if she's legitimately crazy seeing go if she's really seeing ghost or she's crazy. And oh. it's the whole arc of the book. It's awesome. It's it's very well written. Um, you know, if you got a chance to read it or watch the the, the older movie, it's really worth it. So.
1: absolutely. I even see the Netflix show is where I was referring to. That's based on the same thing, right? Yeah, it's based, it's a it's a it's a modern retelling of the story. Gotcha. So. I tried, man. I tried desperately. Everyone's like, oh, you know, you gotta watch it. And I watched the first episode probably three times, and I said, I, I don't get it. I, I maybe maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I need to, you know, get through that first episode, but I tried. It gets
3: it gets better. It's very much if you're watching haunting a blind manner, it's the same type of they're really doing every episode is basically based on one character and then after they get through the characters it kind of jumps into the next gear so um but it's like i said i enjoyed it i, it, I, I i've i've enjoyed blind manor but i'll digress
1: so excellent um i feel bad for are you editing this episode james or are you jay no i don't oh, man you got a lot of work to do there for the past
3: like, 15 <laughs> minutes it's okay. But, um, with that, Bob, we are, This we have reached the climactic end to our show. Um, oh, man, so. I could have done
1: this for another hour.
3: <laughs> and, and, and Bob, the even, even is, with the tooth. Yeah. Even
1: with,
2: even the tooth. Good for you. What a, what a, what a <laughs> trooper
1: hey man i uh i try to keep my uh you know i try to keep my obligations set guys it's very important it's okay um but um and trust me and i've known
3: bob long enough and when he says he can go for an hour that's being kind he could probably do two three hours most and he's he'll be on game on point sharp as attack so uh can i do shameless
1: plugs james
3: i was right about to say when you go do your shameless
1: plugs All right, so Bob after dark does our live show every Tuesday night at 9pm central, you can find that on the Bob after dark Facebook page. If you are not able to stay awake, because I know that's like 10 o'clock on the eastern time and I know that's a little late. The podcast comes out every Friday and you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts at my last episode we talked about swamp monsters um and then this week because all throughout halloween time we are talking about classic um like classic horror movie monsters and the lore that they could be based on a real life lore following the stories so last week we talked about like what could have inspired the creature from the black lagoon and what kind of stories correlate with that uh this week we are talking about zombies um so the idea from george romero's Night of Living Dead, where does that come from? So we're gonna I have um we're gonna be talking about Serpent and the Rainbow and the Hoodoo zombies, the Voodoo zombies, and uh, you know, consumerism in America. That was a joke. I'm not gonna be talking about that, but um, you can check out the zombie episode that comes out this week. That's also my celebration of my two-year anniversary being on Bob After earth and uh typically this is the part where i plug what conventions i'm going to be at for the rest of the year but i'm i'm not so uh you can find me online and say hi to me
3: and where and, and where can people find you the best
1: um i am on facebook you can follow like me that's uh, facebook.com bob after dark or you can follow me on the Instagram at Bob After Dark. I got to become a little bit more active on those types of things, folks. You have to forgive me. I'm a uh, need a higher social media person, but I uh, you guys can follow me definitely there. Um, I like to read your experiences out loud. So if you guys have any ghost stories or cryptid sightings or alien things, don't hesitate to reach out. I'd like to hear your story. And you guys don't, as wild and as crazy it may sound, I promise you, you're, you're talking in a safe space. I, um, a lot of my fans are in the witchy persuasion. So, you know, you could talk about those types of things and be completely safe and comfortable. I'm not going to judge you.
3: So there you go, guys. So j- check out Bob Anderson, Bob After Dark, uh, wherever podcasts are found. As well, check him out on Instagram and Facebook. And like I said, his sh- episodes are very well detailed, very well um, researched. Um, so definitely give him a listen. Uh, and if you want to listen to find me, I am on an episode from earlier this year where he talks about uh, gates. It was gateways to hell, right?
1: The the gates of hell, and I believe that because it was a three part series i believe you're on part part one when we part one one or part one it might have been part one when we talked about the spider gate cemetery out near old neck of the woods oh yeah by worcester so give them a
3: like give him a like and listen with that guys i want to wish everybody a wonderful rest of your week uh halloween's 13 uh, 12 days away as the release of this podcast but 13 days as we're recording it so i hope everybody's enjoying their october and see you guys next week thank you again bob for coming on the show
1: Oh, thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure being on here.
2: Thanks, Bob.
1: Thanks, Joey.
3: So